right now? Yeah, we are here. We right are here now. Right now. We're, we're going right now. Yeah, I mean, we're recording. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Are We Recording? And today, we are joined by our good friend, TV. <laughs> and uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about the Kendrick Lamar album and Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers and kind of what's been going on uh, with our lives lately. But as always, the young Rottweiler, Ethan Hamilton. Oh, oh, oh. And 007 Gage Sutton, thank y'all for joining. Let's get right into it, CB. Thank you for joining the show, man. It's, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate uh, you, man. I appreciate you, man. But, uh, so, CB, I guess let's kind of start with just, like, how we know each other. Obviously, you and yeah, me have man. been friends for a while, mm-hmm. but um, we all go to Texas State. We all were part of the same organization mm-hmm. at, Another at KTSW. KTSW, yeah. yeah. <laughs> KTSW legend. Yep. Yeah. Hey, all, Hall of Famers. All first ballot. Yeah, Hall of Famers. First ballot. Jersey and the Raptors, <laughs> man. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so, I guess, CB, just tell tell the people a little bit about yourself. and um, Yeah, so, um, like Gage kind of mentioned earlier, you know, um, met Gage at KTSW. He's one of the first people I ever met there, actually, which is really crazy. Um, the radio station we worked for in San Marcos. And I was there for about a year and a half and graduated in 2021, um, worked in the hip-hop department. He brought me over to the sports department. Um, my man Ethan was also in the hip-hop department, so that's how we linked up. And um, yeah, man, I mean, just a lot of passion about music, always been into music, uh, runs in the family. So just real passion about hip-hop as well. So that's why I'm here. I mean, hey, we're really happy to have you on. Obviously, I've been wanting to get you on the podcast for a minute. And uh, now we can talk about this Kendrick Lamar album. And uh, I'm Absolutely. sure there are a lot of thoughts. Because this is a very polarizing polarizing album. Yeah, yeah there have been a lot of I'm mixed opinions. I'm using my words today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's What? My so, being words. <laughs> so, I mean, I kind of just want to get y'all's initial thoughts on... What you thought of the album? I know we'll probably get into all the nuances and all the topics mm-hmm. into a deeper dive, but overall, what did y'all think of the album? Oh my man, start first. I mean, I'm. I think I speak for all this, all of us here, and when I say like we're all pretty big Kendrick fans, absolutely. Yeah. And after five years wait, waiting for him, well, four, I four since Black Panther soundtrack. Black Panther, yeah. I think we've all been. Kind of have high expectations for this album. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, where's that new Kendrick, man? Where's that new Kendrick? Yeah, and so to have it finally like in front of us in our phone in the iTunes, yeah, like it's kind of surreal. You know what I mean? But I, I'd have to say like I don't know if I'm in the minority in this, but I, I really as I really enjoy the album as even though it's probably his like most or at least digestible album. If that makes sense from like sonically mm-hmm. you know what I mean I really do enjoy this album a lot well let me ask you this do you think that this album is less accessible than To Pimp a Butterfly to sonically see I was gonna say sonically I feel like a lot of people were turned off by To Pimp a Butterfly yeah. um, I, I feel like there are a lot of tracks on this album that people who aren't big fans of Kendrick can still visit like the one with uh, Kodak Black which I want to talk about a little bit later but yeah I'm, I'm interested to see what you think about that I think in ways yes and ways no mm-hmm. I know I'm kind of playing both sides of the fence here but the way I think about <laughs> it is that like uh, the jump from Good Kid to Mad City sonically was what the shock and the awe was about yeah mm-hmm. but since he already did Good Kid to Tip of Butterfly Sound yeah Good Kid okay. to Tip of Butterfly like the, the, the difference in between sound was so different I think in that respect yeah it's, it was like more of a shock than to hear that this type of sound on this album mm-hmm. but I think as far as like Comparing like stacking them all on top of each other, mm-hmm. that's how I would say this is probably 
like a hard or has would have less replay value mm. than the others. Hmm. Well, yeah, basically? I mean, so first impression, the initial question. Um, it's tough, man. I feel like you know we waited this five years. I mean, four if you count the Black Panther album and soundtrack. I do think that was a classic soundtrack. Um, like Ethan mentioned, I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. I'm, you know, I'm wearing the, the album cover right now, just <laughs> like the man himself. But uh, for me, during this time period, man, I mean, it's like I wasn't anticipating a Kendrick Lamar album. I really wasn't. I was good. I was content with the content that we had gotten because I felt like his catalog was immaculate. Mm-hmm. There was no misses in his entire catalog. So... And they're so, you know, dense albums lyrically and conceptually that I didn't really feel the need for a new project from him um, until I heard uh, The Hard Part Five. And then I was, the anticipation started to grow. I love that track. I had the Marvin Gaye sample. I'm a huge Marvin Gaye yeah. fan. Recognized it instantly. Music video was awesome, too. Music video yeah. was incredible. Um, the deep fake and, you know, mm-hmm. everything like that. And so, yeah, I... In, in that time period of once we got the, the single, or I guess the, the Lucy single, I guess you could say, but I started to get really anticipating the album. But on first impression of listening, I was a bit disappointed, I would say. Um, this is definitely the weakest Kendrick Lamar project for me really? of all the studio albums. Even when I factor in the, the Black Panther soundtrack and the title of the master, this is just not something I'm really going to return to Ooh. that much. But... I can go more into it as we go along. And do you think that, it, I mean, we'll obviously get into it, but do you think mm-hmm. it's more because of the Sonic? I guess like the, the listening? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because we're so, you know, we're so recent into hearing this project. It just came out. Um, I had three listening sessions with this project. The third one came on my way here today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bumping in the whip, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's funny, like, I think at moments when you turn your, your brain off and don't catch as much the, the lyrics as much. I can enjoy the sonic part of it and just like the music and the instrumentation. But for me, it really was the content. I really was. There's a lot of lyrics I wasn't really messing with. A lot of you know we talk about like some controversial things on the album off off camera. Um, so some of that I wasn't really feeling. And you know even when we talk about like an album like Damn, I feel like Damn was carried so much by the hits. There's so yeah. many hits on the album. There's not a single hit song on this project off of, off of a two-disc. Yeah. And I think about, you know, Kendrick's very much inspired by one of my favorite rappers, Tupac Shakur. And you think about that All Eyes on Me album, the double disc, which did a lot for hip-hop and the genre. That album had hits, too. Yeah. And you can listen to that front to back and enjoy it. And this album... You get a lot of... I don't get a lot of Tupac from this album. I don't at all. No. But I think that's what he went for. I don't think he went for Tupac. You don't think so? No. I think you can... Like, this is me. You hear the Kanye influence plain as day mm-hmm. this album. More than, I think, any album he... Kanye and a little with uh, We Cry Together Eminem. Mm-hmm. That's Eminem for sure. Yeah. The album in general, like, it sounds like Kanye. Like, it yeah. sounds like it. Well, think about like an album, like okay, so I think, and obviously he's influenced by him, yeah. like as like all the greats are influenced by each other, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. He had his era. I think every rapper had their era with Kanye, and his was the yeah. the Pablo era, the Jesus era. He had his era with Kanye, but like just the way he structured the album, it sounds like oh, you got that the arrangement, yeah. you got that from Kanye, like which yeah. I'm not mad about, like I'm not mad about it at all, but I'm like it's weird, like how. I don't think he's ever been as like direct with the influence as he has been on this album. That's fair. 
Well, my point was that I think as a concept of doing that double disc, it reminds me so much of All Wise on Me. But I think content-wise, it's more similar to like a Me Against the World. Yeah. More personal, more intimate. Mm-hmm. So I do think that influence comes from it. But what about you, man? First impressions? I mean, the first thing, like you just said, is the personal side of it. I think Kendrick really, this is the most personal album that Kendrick has released. Um, really getting into all the things that he was going through during the pandemic and uh, since the last time he's dropped a full-length studio album. So, um, you know, initially I wasn't, I wasn't huge on it. I got to admit, like, the first listen through, I was like, I hear what you're saying and I really like it, but it's, it's, it's not for me right now. But then I listened to it again. I, I, I had to give it a couple, couple listens. And that's the thing about doing reviews sometimes. And especially so soon after the album comes is like, we don't give it enough time to breathe. We don't, we don't give it enough time to let it sit with us and think about it more. Um, but as I've listened to it more, I, I definitely enjoy this album. I think there are a lot of good messages. We'll talk about some of the stuff that you know, it was a little more <laughs> controversial, but um, overall, I, I'm not disappointed. Um, I, I think it was a, it was good for what it was, his last TDE album, and I'm just excited to see what the future holds for him. I feel like he's finally found himself as an artist and kind of got rid of that whole savior complex too, which we'll talk about. And I think this will kind of just influence him to keep making good music. And that's really, that's all it boils down to for him. You did mention it being the last album on the TDE contract. Yeah. And I did wonder, especially for me, not, it's not really hidden for me like that. Is he, was he just, hey, let me give you this so I can get out of the contract? I'm not sure. Cause I feel like this album was like conceptual. Like he did put a lot of effort into mm-hmm. it. I can tell. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't consider it like a throwaway, like a last album on a contract thing. Yeah. This but wasn't like a Frank Ocean, like endless mm-hmm. kind of situation, but I do find it so interesting. His last album on TDE, and nobody on TD is on the album. Nope. That is interesting. No, nope, no, nope. That tells me like a thing. I well, like that tells me one thing, especially because the viewers know. Like I'm really into these like rap conspiracy theories. Like, <laughs> so much into the Oh, you should have heard what he was saying on uh, the prediction video. Which, by the way, go watch it if you haven't already. I mean, uh, you're talking about the Drake beef and how this, mm-hmm. how Kendrick and Drake have been having a cold war mm-hmm. all of these years. My, my, so, <laughs> which I agree with. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think it's that's facts. Bro. <laughs> There's so many, especially on Damn. So I feel like Damn. Subtle. That's a whole subtle diss. Like I forgot a slap up, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. The whole a whole track feels like it's a dip, but go ahead. I just like it's your last album on the label and nobody from the label is on the album. And it's the first time this happened since your first ever project with them. Mm-hmm. That don't sound right to me. Like that sounds to me like there has been he hasn't uh, got along with them for quite some time. Yeah. He hasn't been on the same page as them for quite some time. So let me ask y'all, are, were y'all surprised? Obviously not seeing Black Hippie or any of the TDE crew on uh, the album. Is that kind of surprising to y'all? Do y'all, um, were you expecting to see someone else on the feature list? Because there's one name that I didn't see on the track list and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. He didn't bring him on? He's, he's on everyone's album, and that's Lil Baby, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know if Kendrick wants to smoke with Lil Baby, because Lil Baby went on J. Cole's album, bodied him. Yeah. Went on Drake's album, bodied wait, him. Wait, hold on, wait. Lil Baby bodying J. Cole on his track? Pride is the Devil, yes. Pride is the Devil? Yeah, he did. I don't remember liking that track. I, I like that track. Uh, that that track was, one of my, I was not my favorite song off the album. That and 95 South. Hey. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about all the comparisons, but I, I'm just saying, Kendrick... 
Why are you ducking smoke, man? Little baby is. I'm kidding, I but I do think Baby did wash Drake on. Uh, was it Once and Needs? Yeah, but I think the thing with Once and Needs, it was Drake threw him a lob. Like he, yes, he did body him, but it's a body on purpose. You know what I mean? He threw him a he threw him a lob. Yeah, well, I will say this though. Like you listen to Drake, the way Drake came on the the first flow, and then the first part of the song, the way he flowing, he's mm-hmm. like he. Throwing a pop to him, yeah. I get what you mean. It, it, that was yeah. definitely a body. But Kendrick did kind of get washed a few times on this project, bro. Where do you where where, where do you think so? I, I guess uh, give me one of the features that you think. Alex I mean, I think because I, well, I, I do I have this. one in mind. I, I don't. I, I think wash is kind of strong of a word, yeah. but I do think there's moments when the features shine through more than him. I think on Purple Hearts. I think Summer Walker. I wish he would have just took the hook. Because I don't want to hear Kendrick doing that hook. Even, uh, I think it was Ghostface Killer. Oh, yeah. Was on there. Mm-hmm. I think he, he delivered more than he did. I think even Baby King. Because a lot of this album know. feels influenced by Baby King. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I know a lot of people are, they don't really like that, which I don't, for me, I love it. Yeah. I'm a Baby King stan. I, that's been shown on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I really like his influence on it. You said Summer Walker. Then yeah. it again goes into my conspiracy. Why is it Sid? Why is it Sid? You, you had a choice between, you had Scissor. And Summer Walker. You knocked on the, yeah. your, your next door and asked SZA. And he did. Summer. Not um, saying that the yeah, skill level between Summer Walker and SZA is like different because a lot of people might prefer Summer Walker to SZA and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you had SZA in your back pocket. Yeah, that's <laughs> ready. Nice. ready and you could have, Yeah. I don't know, just something to think about. You know well, what I mean? Well, think about this way. He, uh, it was, um, We Cry Together. Yeah. You, mentioned, you mentioned, oh, why do R&B you know, singers don't feature on the albums? Which is kind of weird because I think about Summer Walker. She had a bunch of R&B singers yeah. on her album. She had Ari Lynch, that, she had SZA. That is the first thing that came to mind when I yeah. was hearing that song. And when I heard that bar, I was like... But that's a that's, but that's been like a, uh, a critique about... That song, female, especially. I mean, Not about that song, but about like female R&B in general for the yeah. longest time. Is that mm-hmm. they don't necessarily support each other. Which I don't agree to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. But one of the other... Features that I was surprised to see first off. Shout out Sampha because oh my god, when I, when oh, I, yeah. oh my god, when I, when yeah. I saw when I saw his name on the track list, I was like, finally, absolutely, we haven't heard from him in years. If y'all have not heard his album, oh, go listen, listen to, to it. it. It's amazing. Go it's that makes me want a Sampha album even. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Man. I smile every time I hear his hook. I know on that father uh, father tongue. That that is a great track. I think that's my favorite song on the album. That's not a bad take. That's yeah, not a bad take. It's it's, it's definitely in my top three. Yeah. It's definitely in my top three. But the other feature that I and a lot of people on the Twitterverse were pretty, pretty, I guess, upset about was the Kodak Black feature. And I think when you take into consideration, you know, his past and stuff like that, yeah. people, that's what people were upset mm-hmm. about. Is like Less you know, that than the actual... Yeah, than the actual I feature. You, I thought you murdered Yeah, I, I, thought Kodak <laughs> was, I thought Kodak was great on the albums, but... It was all right. Uh, I mean, let's, yeah, let's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm, 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 I'm being a little aspect, I'm a Kodak <laughs> fan, man. Like, I argue with my buddy Jason all the time. Like, give me Kodak over YB any single day. Of the week. <laughs> give me Kodak from a musical standpoint. But yeah. I get why people have that critique of that being on the album. I'm just glad. I just don't understand, like, more from, like, a an organizational, not an organizational, but, like, a media standpoint, how they, yes, Kendrick Lamar is getting these high grades for these albums, a lot of these people are the same people that held Kanye to the fire for having Marilyn Manson on his album. Okay, and but they, I and they didn't held Kendrick to the same standard with Kodak. I mean, but I I feel like kind of the message of or what I received from 
listening to this Kendrick album was that he mentioned cancel culture a lot and he mm-hmm. and a lot of the growth that comes with you know aging and becoming a star and also growing up and having all the you know very very many similarities with a lot of the rappers who uh, kind of port- kind of portray like the uh, the guns and the drugs and, and all that stuff because that's stuff that they grew up with. So like you can grow up from it. I think the whole lesson behind it was like you can move on from your past, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why I feel like he brought Kodak on. And it may it may not be the perfect example, and it may not be the best way to do it, but I kind of sympathize with it. Of like, so why don't you, you sympathize with Kanye when he put him on? The whole theme of jail is is that exact thing. Is yeah. Is that, like you know what I mean? I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying like you know what I mean. Like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. For the pitch force for the complex, mm-hmm. they didn't hold because if Kanye brought Kodak on an album, we already know what they're gonna say. Yeah. I, I want to speak on that a little bit because I mean, even when it comes to the Kodak Black thing, I feel like the biggest issue is the fact that he goes so deep into generational trauma, mm-hmm. and at the same time, you have this abuser as a past on the project fairly prominently. On multiple tracks, and if you think about like there being he narrates the whole album. Yeah, there's being like his his, uh, his partner Whitney, um, the the therapist for his name, mm-hmm. and then Kodak. Those are kind of like the the narrative characters in the album, similar to like a good kid where we had like Shireen or you know his dad, his mom. So and to speak on to what you said about, I do think even when this this album, like I don't think the quality's there as much, and I feel like Kendrick's getting the pass for this. I think you I think when you put I out such a immacul- immaculate catalog and you have one that's kind of polarizing, people are giving him a pass. I hate a pass that a lot of rappers don't, don't get. Kanye Do doesn't get. get that pass. Kanye doesn't get that pass. Drake doesn't get that pass. I mean, but does Drake deserve that pass, bro? <laughs> I, I, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, but you don't no, think Drake? Hold on, hold on. He didn't get that pass when when uh, if you're reading this is too late came out. That's what I mean. I'm saying if you're reading this is too late, got killed. When it came out, mm. I love that album. I don't now know, I don't know how true that is. I, I, I when think, I remembered it, it got killed. I think it got heat because of the Quentin Miller Ghostwriter room. Yeah, I think that was the main reason why. I, I think the flows were different because of that. But then, it, in over time, people saw it as like, okay, Drake's actually rapping on this album. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I, that's one of my favorite Drake albums, by the way. Um, but I, I see where you're coming from, E, because. I think that kind of just goes to show like where Kendrick is and how respected he is. And he's a boogeyman. Yeah, that's, that's, that's who he is. For, for better or for worse, he, he is the boogeyman. I feel, the, the problem with Kendrick though is that he he's so willing to call like when I come, I'm killing everybody that's outside, smoking on your top five. But when people challenge him, he runs and hides. Kind of just stays. Back. We have not yeah. seen him in the ring with anyone, and the only person he feels so cavalier of talking about is Drake. Someone who we know he's not in the same weight classes. Mm-hmm. Kendrick could easily lyrical, spiritual body. My, my whole thing is we don't know not that. In sales though, because because, because no, that's a different story. That's not about. That's, that's, that's the story, problem. Yeah. Beef is not about sales. It's, it shouldn't uh, be. And we saw that with Pusha T and Drake. My whole thing with beef is exactly Pusha T. It's how disrespectful can you get? Exactly. You are don't hiding a child. <laughs> Let that boy come home. We don't know how. Disres- <laughs> like I said, like we don't know how disrespectful. Kendrick wants to go. We've seen how disrespectful Drake will go. Yeah. And that's what dis- decides beefs. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, lyrical ability and song-making ability, like, back-to-back, yes, like, and all these songs, hit him up, yes, but it's, it's really a dis- disrespect for people yeah. remembers. I mean, even, you mentioned hit him up, I mean, I think the first line in that track <laughs> is the only thing people remember. Because yeah. half the track is just him and his homies just rapping. Yeah. Not even just Pac, but, yeah, man. 
why I fucked your bitch, you fat <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but I mean, okay, I think we can kind of move on to um, just other tracks that stood out to y'all. I guess yeah, we can go to tracks that yeah, stood out to us. I mean, so, CB, let's start with you, man. Is there one track that you want to talk about specifically that kind of stood out to you, or content matter, feature, or something? I mean, as far as like the tracks I enjoy the most, I think Die Hard was was. It, it sounds kind of like a single. I, I love Blast, bro. Yeah, I me mean, too. Gage, Gage knows this. I've been playing Blast for about a year and a yeah. half now, and you I was put, I was you so put me onto him. I was so surprised to see him on the album. And I was so happy. Like I'm a, yeah. he like his, killed it with that what? chorus, man. I mean, and, and that's one of those moments where I feel like the two features kind of outshine Kendrick. You know, honestly, that's not a bad take because. Man, I'm telling you, when that when that chorus hits, absolutely, yeah, and it samples that's um, it. like that's digital underground, uh, you know, um, a digital underground yeah. chorus. So rest in peace to Shock G. But but yeah, that's not a blast. I'm glad that you kind of stole my my answer with that. I was gonna say blast. I guess I got to do for mine at least. <sighs> Baby Keem's in the loop. Hey, I uh, did think he bought it up. Yeah, like he did bought it up. Yeah. Did you pull up the lyrics by chance? Like, while we're talking about this, the lyric he had when he was talking about, um, what did him going on tour, um, just, I just love, it had, it was so reminiscent of Scapegoats on, on his own album, Mm -hmm. on Mr. Mel, uh, or on the Melodic Blue, like, it was so reminiscent of that. You might need my man, because I don't don't got the word. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put up for you, but... You ever see your mama strung out while you're doing division? Yeah, <laughs> that shit is. Yeah. <laughs> he was going crazy, dog. Like, let me find the exact verse, like that. What it was? It was just like I was like, bro, this was nuts. Like, I love that he's working with Baby Keem. I think Baby Keem brings an, a different energy out of Kendrick that we haven't mm-hmm. seen. And I mean, we we even heard the. I forgot what track it was on, but we, we hear Kendrick do the brother thing <laughs> brother. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of times. And I mean, I like it. He's trying something different. And um, I, I like what Baby Keem brings out of Kendrick. So I, my problem is that I don't think it's always the best execute on this project. Yeah. I think sometimes it's like, I think he feels like he's got the Infinity Stone. I can just try anything. It's going to hit. But it's not really some of these, some of these hooks, some of these, you know, it, uh, cadences. I think he should leave to his cousin. Yeah. Honestly. But um, I want to talk about We Cry Together, though. Oh. Because that was, to me, that's the best track on the album. So, I think, maybe not from a re-listen to standpoint, because, <laughs> yeah. bro, it, the thing for me is that that sounds very real. Yeah. Like, can we talk about... Um, real quick, this is the bar I was talking about from Savior. This year I did 43 shows and took it all home to buy him a casket. Mm-hmm. I was like, dog. <laughs> Come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love... I guess I feel like a little bit of the opposite way of how you feel like Kim's influence. Like, I feel like every single time Kendrick did it, he executed it for me. And I, it was something different from him. Mm-hmm. And I love, like... Our buddy Jason always gets mad at us because he's like, oh, you guys just like, like, just because something's different on an album, you guys just <laughs> like it. And I'm like, no, but, like, you got to appreciate it. Like, yeah. there's so much oversaturation in music right now, especially, like, for the the big dogs. Sometimes they get a, they get lazy. Like, yeah. all the big dogs get lazy to a certain respect. So I respect Kendrick and the fact that he's like, all right, I'm going to go in this baby voice kind of lane for, for a couple of these tracks and... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it, which I thought he did execute a lot better on here than he did on uh, Keem's album. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we will talk about "We Cry Together" because I definitely want to touch on that track. But to kind of add on to that, 
Um, that that has been a big criticism of these top artists in Drake and Kanye. I mean, we saw. I don't know if y'all saw this, but on Denzel Curry called out Kanye West yeah, and did, Drake yeah, and was saying like, mm-hmm. y'all have all this money, all these resources, and y'all put out mid yeah, albums. Yeah, like, yeah. uh, I mean, hey, by the way, Denzel Curry's album, go check it Incredible. out. Incredible, great album, Incredible. fantastic. I mean, it's not crazy to is it crazy to say that he might still have album of the year even after Kendrick well, dropped? Him and Push, him and Push, the yeah, top ones. Push right a T. That those are my push, top push two. Both are in my top five. Yeah, yeah so I, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now let's talk about We Cry Together. <sighs> so, damn, bro. I mean, I'm... Well, uh, sorry, the Alchemist beat Yeah, though. I'm sorry. Because as soon as you hear it, you, you think in your head, uh, the butcher yeah. coming, you know? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I heard, I was like, is, that, is Benny better hop on this? But, uh, but, I mean, God, it just felt so real. I mean, I got to shout out Taylor Page, too, because I mean, oh, she... Another moment when I feel like the feature out... I was Sean Kendrick. The you could just hear the like the anger I and the, the PTSD the, for that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, bro, I mean, the, yeah. the, I feel like that that also shows like what Kendrick has been going through, and he talks about like how his relationships were kind of you know fucked up because of his infidelity and stuff like that. Yeah. So that that's a very interesting point, though, to bring yeah. up, though. I mean, he talks, about get to he talks about it on Worldwide Steppers, too. Yeah. I, mean, I guess but, we, I feel like we keep jumping around because we just so awesome. Yeah. Right, yeah, but, but we cry together. I want to get y'all's thoughts either. on it. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's the Alchemist beat is a gas. It sounds just like Kim yeah. by Eminem. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you can tell the influence from it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's a dope song, man. I, ain't nothing more I can really. Yeah, I mean, to me, it just reminded me like the Poetic Justices, the, the Baby Boys, all those kind of those movies that we're so accustomed to. It just felt like I'm watching a scene out of that. <laughs> um, but Taylor Page is incredible. She I mean, honestly, man, is, is it wild to say she might need a rap? I'm mad at that. I, 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 I think she, I, I, I want to <laughs> see her get in the studio with Alchemist and start. Put something together. Even if she got ghostwriters, I'm cool with that too. Hey, sometimes yeah. you need a ghostwriter, Drake, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, bro, I think the stuff that they were saying to each other, the content matter of what they were saying mm-hmm. to each other, and that's where, like, um, I guess a lot of the controversy comes from this song is like, how much of those ideas are rooted in Kendrick's real life belief? You mm. know what I mean? Like, um, like what he talks about, like the fake feminist. Mm-hmm. Like, is that something that Kendrick really? Like believes you think, or is that like he's kind of using that as like, um, who's that watching? Uh, was it Sean C? I think he, Sean C did, uh, said it really well. He said it's uh, it like a straw man argument where mm-hmm. like he was just using it to kind of, uh, you know, make his point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's the whole point of the song too. Is that like you hear all the the hurtful stuff they're saying? Exactly. And, and you kind of have that like thinking like of, of a third person point of view is like, bro, he don't mean half the not the yeah. one that mean yeah. half the stuff they're actually saying, but they're saying it so that. Because we've all been in that situation. You say stuff you, you're not supposed to say, or you say stuff that later you might regret, regret in yeah. an yeah. argument because you're saying it to hurt the Because you're emotional. Yeah. And I think that's the, the one of the biggest points of the song is that like he's he's really trying to see, like he's holding a mirror to ourselves in no that respect. Intended. No pun intended. No pun intended. It's an song. It's like, like look, at, look at us. This is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. We do this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. You know what I mean? I think within the context of that song, it allows him to talk about things that might be a little bit more controversial. Mm-hmm. It's coming from an emotional standpoint. I think that is where it's better executed versus other songs. It's almost, he leaves things ambiguous or it almost sounds like, like he'll talk about very 
troubling thing, very important things. Like he doesn't have a firm stance on it. Exactly. And it leads to, and and sometimes you can leave things ambiguous for it to be interpreted by the the listener. But some of these topics, I think they're so important that you kind of need to have a stance and, and be more, Cause I mean, even what's the what's the the family ties where like, I can shake my ass and take it to class like Megan, like I can I can have a fun track that like you Megan. can listen to it, but also I'm gonna educate you. I don't feel like he did as much educating. I think that goes into the to like the song Savior, like yeah. he's saying he's like great. Transition. I think he retires his claim as rap savior, and in a lot of fact, he's like. Yeah, if we're talking about rap savior, like his bars and his like best rapper alive, sure, I, I don't mind taking that mantle. I'll take it gladly. Mm-hmm. But if you were asking me to be a revolutionary and to be a leader in that respect, and I, I, I can't do that for y'all. And mm-hmm. also his fans, I think he was also saying, don't look at me like I'm a perfect person, like I'm a perfect individual just yeah. because I rap and I put out all these great albums. I'm human, just like you guys. I go through a lot of the struggles that a lot of the a lot of other black men in this country face, and, and I have a lot of opinions that may not match with what you think mm-hmm. I'll have because I've been gone for five years yep. and so much stuff has happened in five years that like where you think I am on certain certain stances or certain uh, certain issues, certain topics, certain issues. I'm not gonna be on that. Shit. I mean, he mentioned Kyrie Irving and the vaccine. Yeah. 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 I mean, there is a lot of vaccine talking, so yeah. which I'm kind of, I'm I'm, not, yeah, I'm I'm you can say that. that for me. <laughs> but my thing on Savior, I think that this song encompasses a lot of the problems that I have with this album. It to me, at times it feels like a cop out, and at times it feels just so condescending. Mm. Like even you think about a song like Mirrors, like I chose me, I'm sorry, sorry I couldn't save the world, my friend. I'm too busy building mine again. And I feel like it's one of those things where, like, oh, LeBron, you gave him your flowers, but he's not your savior. Well, well, let me say something. My point is, like, as a listener, we're talking about Kendrick fans. We be listening to these dense, complex albums. We some of the more political, conscious people in the hip hop genre. I'm not looking at you to save me, bro. I'm looking at you to use your platform for justice. The same, the same issues and topics you profit off of, be about that off the mic. That's it. No one's looking at you to save us, bro. Yeah. And that was kind of my problems, like this very condescending. Even like a line, I was like, Tupac's dead. You got to think for yourself. Fam, you don't think we're thinking for ourselves out here, bro? I think Especially at this point of your catalog, I mean, you're telling us this now? I, guess, but you, I don't think that necessarily applies to like you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for you, he, he might not be talking to you mm-hmm. with that song. There's let's keep it let's keep it above. There are a lot of people like they're out there who look at Kendrick like this is he's gonna give me my opinions and I'm just gonna follow what he says because I believe in him. And if and if your argument to that is like, well, don't talk to them or you know what I mean, like they aren't your actual audience, then I understand that. Like why are you talking to the people that like those type of people talk to us? Like of course we know you're not our savior. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if that's your then I I I, man, I can't disagree with you on that. But I think it's like a, a it's just a worldwide problem because it's not just people in the hip hop community or people who listen to Kendrick Lamar who you know aren't educated enough to be like, oh well, he's not my savior. I'm gonna mm-hmm. live my own life regardless of whether he's yeah. making music or doing shit or not. But that there's like a overemphasis on becoming infatuated with these celebrities and thinking that they're gods. And it's like, no, be your own person. Like, yeah. don't don't derive all of your ideas and opinions off of these people who are people. And who, who, like I was saying earlier, like there's a lot of, a lot of, I know this, a lot of your favorite rappers, they hate to break it to you. Not all of them are going to be Democrats. Not all of them are going to have that thinking. A lot of them like, 
they like their taxes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in, in that type of mindset. <laughs> the world. They, they, yeah. A lot of them are like this, and he keeps trying to tell you. Like I think that's where I see the Kanye influences. Like we're not all we're not all thinking like y'all, and y'all need to get over seeing us as idols. So I, I kind of want to go back to the savior bar because yeah. CB, you said um, the LeBron bar, right? Mm-hmm. Did y'all notice that when I was first listening to the album, the night it came out, did y'all see that lyric? This was the one that was in place of the LeBron one. I, I don't know. I don't remember that one. So it, it wasn't in the actual music, but this showed up in the lyrics. I wonder if this was one of the original uh, lyrics. And let what, me read it, it yeah. It says, Ye said to speak loud, but he is not your savior. He didn't mention Kanye in the actual... When you listen to the song, he doesn't mention Kanye. But it's just interesting that it showed up in the lyrics mm. for the Apple music. So maybe... He took it out. I'm going to have to go back and listen. But I do want to respond to some of the points y'all made, though. Because um, for me, I hear what y'all are saying, but to me, it just feels like the ultimate gaslight. Mm. And it feels like just such a cop-out. Because like, I do feel like Kendrick knows that his fans aren't looking at him in that capacity. I do feel that way. I do feel like it's this thing of like when people have, we talk about a lot of the cancel culture stuff. I think when fans come from an educated perspective and have a criticism, they take it as like, oh, I can't say anything. Oh, I can't talk. I can't rap anymore. Oh, I'm not your savior. Stop looking at me. Fam, that, that's not the, the... Like, you mentioned, uh, or we like talk about No Name. I feel like he alludes to No Name, yeah. the rapper on this album. Took some time to get back to her, obviously. But it didn't come from a nuanced perspective at this point. It was still the same, like, oh, I'm sorry I'm not your savior. Yeah. I chose me. And, and you mentioned even, like, you know, some of your rappers, some of your favorite artists, some of your favorite rappers, they might not be on the same page as you. And I think that's when that cancel culture perspective comes in of like, yeah, and we don't have to buy your album. But then the rappers and the artists and celebrities respond with, oh, I can't say anything. I can't be honest. I can't be me. We don't have to support you if you have some janky opinions. Okay. I'm totally with that. Like, yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm of the mindset, like, I guess we're all in the, like the freedom of speech sort of aspect. You are free to say exactly. and think whatever you are. You are not free to live without consequences. Exactly. That's, that's my whole yeah. point. And I think like you we can, don't hear that. That's not on the album. That is not in the lyrics in this album. It is, so it is think, all you, leave you, me you, alone. You, I can say whatever so I want. So you think if he would have said like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have all these. Wouldn't that be more condescending though? from To say like, um, yeah, I'm not going to agree with any of your opinions, but you guys might not buy my album. So fuck y'all. Or, you well, know what I mean? I mean, I can't please everybody. That's what <laughs> but I, I think... If you can apply the the knowledge of like, hey, cancel culture is not a real thing. People are trying to, it's the age of accountability. It's the age of people holding people responsible. If you would have spoke from that perspective, I think that's a take that is contrary to the, the surface yeah. level opinions we hear. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of the takes he has on this album are just very surface level things across the board. And some people, if it resonates with you, you might think it's deep. But I mean, we're talking about cancel culture and celebrity culture I'm, versus I'm what we heard on Good Kid versus what we heard on To Pimble Butterfly. My, but that's why I get this. It's celebrity. a different, my, different my whole thing was the, That's ahead. why I said the cancel culture and the celebrity culture, I'm so sick and tired of hearing people talk. I have no problem with I think we're all, nobody likes cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Nobody. We all understand the problems of it. But I think that's where like you could see that, that, that he's been in a bubble for five years. Is that like, dog, exactly? We're tired of hearing people talk. We get cancel culture as an issue. It goes to comedians and stuff. We're tired of like, like this album's a little special. late almost. This is very late. Talking about COVID and even not even speaking from a like a different or unique perspective. It's just like oh take that take off the mask. Up. Take yeah. off the mask. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I I, yeah. I I really agree with you on that. Like I'm just tired of hearing of 
of culture, cancel culture bars. And I came into this album knowing I was going to hear a vaccine line, knowing I was going to hear a, 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 a COVID, a, a cancel culture line, because he's been gone for five years, dog. And the game needs him because he's the vaccine. Yeah. Like, I, that is, I hate <laughs> so much. But that, but again, that, that, that celebrity perspective, again, I hear the Kanye influence in that, in that mm-hmm. subject matter. Like, it's, what do you think about who said Makan? He's been talking about Makan this whole time. I just like I just like I just I've never seen it, him do it so blatantly yeah. on an album. Yeah, I mean, and we talk a lot about how like um, maybe yeah. Kanye might be outdated. It's like, bro, he, he's, look at him. He has the everything I am line like about his father. Yeah, but it, I was like, yeah. I, the first time I heard that, I was like, wow, he talking about graduation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that is like, true. <laughs> it reminded me of Good Kid. He talks about um, you know, I, I think it's off of I think it is off of the Good Kid, Mad City track or the Mad City track, where he's like. Projects, tour of game signs before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, he's done that before. That's so. what MC8, right? At the very, like that last bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess to kind of circle back to the Kanye thing, I don't see the Kanye influence as much as you do, Ethan, but Same, to be honest, bro. I think he definitely addresses a lot of the things. I mean, he mentioned Kanye and Drake on Father Time when he's talking about um, how he was kind of surprised that Kanye forgave Drake, which also I'm. I'm, I'm not sure it was that way. Wasn't it the other way around? Am I wrong? Was it mutual? I, I don't know how it was. Things, it was but mutual, the way man. I took it was like, I don't know how you could forgive that nigga for doing that shit. But hey. Like it's Kanye changing That's life, not me. Right? Still old school that, that's, again, I think yeah. it's a sequel to that bar. It's like, <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the way I took it, I guess I think of it as like rapper beef in my head. It's like, yeah. oh, you forgave him for doing that? I would never. Hey, but hey, <laughs> you live that, your life, but bro. You do how you, that, that's, why I, that's why I hear that bar in my head. You do like, you. It's like, oh, you forgave Drake for that? I could never do that. That's, hey, that, hey, that, hey, I, that's a fair That's thing. exactly, that's how, exactly how, how it is, to be honest. That's how I read yeah. that line. It was like, oh, he's taking a shot. Like, yeah. I could never forgive it. So that's how you saw it too, CB? I agree. Yep. I mean, this is the me and him on the same page with the Drake King. <laughs> yeah. They don't like each other. Absolutely. They do not like each other at all. Why you stay? But they're so they're two different like so different but, artists but like go, I don't know why people are always betting them against each other. They, they, I mean I I know why I know why I know why but I'm just saying. Hey, and if y'all, if, that, that's another thing is like if if you're not a Kendrick fan and you're gonna criticize him for the top of the morning and stuff, get out of here, man. Come on, how how are we gonna like basically like disrespect him and say like oh you know he's whack now and like home. <laughs> like oh yeah okay hey I that actually bar, that, that's on the gas I don't know what I know that's what I'm saying bro I'm, I'm throwing people gas. off the bridge <laughs> with that song I didn't want to speak on your point though about the Kendrick thing one, like just just the just the Drake Kendrick just one last time because yeah, it is <laughs> <laughs> I was no, another no, one no, 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 but because you think about like you know Kendrick was on tour with Drake to start his career and he even had the buried alive freestyle on the take care album. Jake so was on Poetic Justice. Justice. But you think about how, you know, Drake was that guy for a while. And in many ways, and, and to, to, to shoot Kendrick some bear a little bit, I do feel like he was propped up as hip-hop savior. Once you got that good yeah. kid, Mad City, following a, a Take Care and those projects, there was a shift. And I do feel it's like it, it shifted Drake's career, too. Hey, it's and, a pimple butterfly shift. Like, yeah. And there were a lot of people in hip hop who also were saying that Kendrick is the savior. They did say that. Yeah. I mean, um, I know this is a long time ago, but <laughs> that was a minute ago. Uh, That's the thing. When, when one of the rappers that I remember, and you guys might laugh at me because this is this is a while back, but uh, 
I'm scared. This is, uh, do y'all remember Hobson? I do remember Hobson. <laughs> Hobson had a bar about how Kendrick Lamar is like the king of hip hop now, and then mm-hmm. he said something about his height. It was lame. But, oh. um, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, this has been a long, like, journey. Like, since Good Kid Mad City came out, people were talking about Kendrick as, uh, you know, the goat, the next, like, the next king of hip hop. And did he really want all of those expectations thrown on him? All of that, like, pressure, I guess? But that goes that goes to like the celebrity theme of it is like I think Fifty Cent was talking about this in an interview when they were asking him about the Kendrick album. He's like, "Bro, y'all don't understand it because you're like in the media. Like when you are like one of the greatest rappers as myself, you see what he's doing. So when he plays dumb, like and he's like, oh, like I, I never saw all the success coming. He said he jokes with Kendrick all the time. It's like, no motherfucker, you worked hard as hell. Yeah. You worked hard to get this stuff. Don't act humble." Mm-hmm. You wanted no this. No, <laughs> be humble. Like you <laughs> wanted down. all this. You, this is what you strive to get. That's so now fair. lie in the bed of what you made. That's like, fair. This is what you did. That's fair. And that that and you made a great point. That's kind of my rebuttal to that a little bit because I mean he even says an album. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah. You know, so it comes with the territory. This is competitive hip hop. Yeah. This is a sport. So and uh, you can't release a whole album dissing Drake and then be mad that people see you as the hip hop savior. Like, what are we talking like, about? Who's left? <laughs> who's left, bro? Hey, there Gibbs. is a lot of... Freddie Gibbs of is left, but... Fre- uh, not much. Freddie Gibbs needs left. to... I don't know. <laughs> not much. I'm a huge Freddie Gibbs fan, just for, for the record. We're going to talk about this later. He needs he's, to take care of himself, though. He needs to... He needs to go security. Hire some security he song, bro. bro. He's do something. His ass I, don't, I don't even know what happened I love Freddie Gibbs, baby. One of my favorite rappers. I love Gibbs. Yeah. We'll save it for that, but like... And Kendrick ducked the Freddie smoke, too. Yep. That's that's, that's kind of what I was alluding to. Yeah, yeah. That's you know what I mean. Freddie, so. Freddie, Freddie stepped out the window. Like, yeah, he, he went outside, and he said, I wanna, "I'm killing everybody outside." He was outside right now. He's an active hip hop. My whole, my whole thing with like when rappers do that because Drake is the king. He did it with Joe Budden. He he pump 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 <laughs> it up, pump 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 it up. He did it, he did all that, and then when when, when uh, Joe responded, he was like he ignored him. He yeah. did the, the mm-hmm. "You're not as big as me." I have no problem with Kendrick doing that with with Freddie. Okay, then who? Then, hold on, hold on. Who is as big as you? It's, it's three other names. Cole, Drake, and Ye. Pick one. And let's go. That's yeah. how I think of it. Pick one. If he's not as big as you... All right, go jump out the window. We'll get one of them three. I have no problem. You don't want Freddy? Cool. Go pick... You got to pick somebody. But, okay, the, pick the somebody. problem with that is the fact that Kendrick still wants to be considered with the greats when it comes to sp- lyrical hip-hop. And Freddie Gibbs is one of those lyrical, competent hip-hop artists. Mm-hmm. And his catalog is getting crazy. But, 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 I get, but I'm talking about as a mainstream artist... Kendrick is never going to talk to Freddie Gibbs. Like, he he really won't. Unless Freddie Gibbs gets personal. And Freddie Gibbs didn't get personal. Isn't that, that the problem? The problem is that he's not. But that, no. But, the th- but what I'm saying is that, is like, that's how every one of these rapper grades did it. Like, all of them, they all went out the ledge. Yeah, they, they, they ignored the little guy, but they always went out the ledge for somebody. Mm-hmm. Somebody who they believed was on the same commercially, like, on the same tier. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Kendrick, uh, he's like, okay, you don't want Gibbs? Cool. There's three other names. Pick one and go. But Drake is low-hanging fruit. He's not even really beefing with Cole. And I don't think he's really beefing with Ye either. He's picking the, the weakest link. Because he's got the I'd biggest him, platform. I'd, I'd rather him pick one than none. Like to, to ignore Gibbs. You can't ignore Gibbs and ignore everybody. Well, so I guess this kind of leads to the question of how important do you guys think a rap beef is to a rapper's legacy? Like, do we still... Essentially. Essential. So yeah, rap you, you don't think essential, Ken, you so. don't think Kendrick can be the number one hip hop artist of all time without having a 
rap beef like that. I mean, yeah. who who the who the, the we talk about Pog, we talk about Big, we talk about Nas, talk about J. All, all of well, them have well, been well, in beef. Well, what That's holds fair. me back from Three Sacks is that I was I about love, to say Three Sacks. Like, if we take yeah. that away, Three Sacks is in my top two. Is him and EA for me? For mm-hmm. me, that's how I have it. But that's how I feel with Three Sacks is like. I always wish he went out the ledge for somebody. Yeah. He always went out the ledge for somebody. And that's how I feel with Kendrick. I think it's when it's... I, I don't see him ever going out the ledge. I don't think so either. That's not who he yeah. is. It's too late it's now. Too it's too late. late. It's too late. I feel like that's not who he is. Damn, man. was as... Now was... This album was as far... It was the late... It was the... was the, the end of the, the checkpoint. You can't... Yeah. You can't yeah, go past more. this. No more. I mean, the hard part four was a whole diss. It 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 even still, like, yeah. I don't know. So, you guys have any closing thoughts about the album? I know we didn't go into every single track, yeah. but I mean, I feel like we covered a good chunk, a good chunk of it, and you know, in a broad kind of sense. But if you guys want to see CB on the channel more, comment and uh, leave a like, tweet, all that stuff, is. and we can talk more about this. I think you know we're having some really good conversations about this album and hip hop in general. So, um, I, yeah, I, if you guys are interested in more. Album reviews. I think we can start making this. I think I, I, before the show started, I, I wanted your 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 guys' opinions on uh, Mother I Sober. I wanted your opinions. Absolutely. On that. Um, I think for me, a lot of the some parts of the album, I could hear him being like five years too old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I could hear the age in some of uh, his lyrics. But Mother I Sober, I think that the second or the last verse, I thought he left this earth. I think that was one of his best verses ever. I think it's incredible. I think it's you know. I think the problem is it's, it's not like a replay value kind of track. Even even we talk about me, uh, we, we cry it, together. I think it's, I think that track has more. I can listen to that more than I can listen to this. Mm-hmm. But as far as like like an art piece, incredible. I think, it's, I, I think yeah. it stands up with "Sing About Me." I'm dying. Of oh yeah, that's it the stands, first thing I thought of. I think yeah. it stands up with you, even though I don't like you that much. Mm-hmm. I think this stands up with those three as like his art, like his. His exposés, sort of like these are his like magnum opus as it's like a song. I agree. Yeah, this stands up with them. Yeah, and I, I think that was one of the big criticisms. Well, again, I was listening to this the night it came out, right after I graduated too. Um, so this is not. Yeah, congratulations. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, but to to my discredit, because <laughs> I I listened to the first half of the album pretty thoroughly, and then the second album kind of came, or the second half of the album kind of came around, and. I wasn't listening to it as intently, and I knew that I would have to go back and listen to it. And Mother I Sober was one that I listened to, and it was just really slow. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, this is going to be something yeah. I bump in the whip. But after I listened to it again, I 100% agree with you guys. I think this is... Bumping the therapy session? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bumping in the therapy session, man. But, yeah, I mean... Some of the lyricism on this track is incredible. Like, yeah, I, I wrote this down, like, my mother's my mother's mother followed me for years in the afterlife, staring at me in, in the, some of the back, back of the buses. I wake up at night, loved her dearly, traded my tears for a Range Rover transformation. You ain't felt grief to you feel, felt it sober? Well, like, that, it just... Yep. He left Earth, dog, with the... He, I, I was getting goosebumps bro, I, yeah. like, off of that my whole thing, that. Bro, that's how I feel like whenever the uh, I don't know the te- exact technical term but you you hear the crescendo in the back oh like, yeah the yeah. last verse it goes it goes it goes it goes I, I like at certain like the first listen I had to restart and I'm like bro I'm missing like I feel the feeling but I can't like resonate too much with the lyric like I have to go back so I remember mm-hmm. I restarted like two or three times to get to the build of, of that song whenever I was finally able to finish that song I was like bro yeah he's bad absolutely like yeah. 
that song is yes i agree i think man that that bar of uh you ain't felt grief till you felt it sober. That yeah, you hear a repeat throughout mm-hmm. this track too. Yeah, I do want to talk about uh, Mr. Morale because that one was uh, for Pharrell production, and yeah. I, th- I thought that was one of the more underrated tracks on the album. I hear that, and it kind of goes with Mother I Sober when it co- talks about R. Kelly and some of yeah. like the, the the trauma and the abuse and the generational abuse. Um, but that one was slapping to me. I'm not gonna lie, I don't disagree. I thought yeah. Tana Leone. The only I was mm-hmm. the only person that got the prediction yeah, of a did. feature artist you on did. the album. He killed it. Yeah, yeah. He killed it. Hey, uh, I guess one more little thing of the nuances I really liked. I like the uh, the tap dancing or like the tap oh, dancing yeah. that you hear in the mm-hmm. back. Um, I think it kind of adds that element of like conceptualization of him like performing I, to yeah, the album, I agree. right? I agree. But yeah, I mean, overall, I feel, see, like correct me if I'm wrong. From what I'm noticing, like the pattern of like of your opinions of these songs, you really. It seems like you really like the second half a lot more than the first half. Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's like the theme I'm getting. It's it's tough. I I think the first half is a lot easier to listen to mm-hmm. to the ear. I mean, this is the man. Like in '95, beat is incredible. I like the goes hard. I hear that. I love the first track. I love uh, "United in Grief." That's one of my favorite tracks on the album. Really, I think that's yeah. his weakest intro out of all his. Really? Why? Wow. Well, out of the albums, yes. But, but I as, love, as this single I track, love, I do I, like it, and that's that's compared because I really didn't like. What was the intro track on uh, Good Kid? Uh, the Shireen one. What? Uh, I don't like Shireen. Uh, I, yeah. you know it's a uh, Master Splinter, right? Yeah, okay, Master, Master, yeah, Master Splinter. Yeah. But I love that. Way, song. I love that song too. I'm not, the way I have Kendrick intros, it goes Wesley's Theory. Yeah, yeah, yes, person. Uh, this last one uh, on Damn. What was it called? Blood. Blood, it reminds me so much of like an old school Western and it gets me the other day. And then we ride, I'm like, oh, it just mm-hmm. ride. So that's why I love that song so much. And then Shireen, aka Master Splinter, his daughter, and then this one is probably the worst one for me. But bro, this is and the I, it's not a, when, when I say worst one, I hope the, the, the listeners and the viewers aren't thinking like, oh, it's a bad song. No, yeah. but I'm only comparing it against like his other intro. So when I say worst, I mean that. I have I, this is the thing man. I'm I'm judging this album for what it is because I can't compare it to the other ones because the yet. other ones to me are just so much better. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. As far as from the jump, like I like his catalog until this. This is just kind of I aside from me. Hmm. But I do like compared to the other songs in the album. United in Grief is one of my favorites though. So I mean, I feel like it's a balance of like you mentioned first, like. But like the first disc, second disc, so it's kind of balanced. So let me ask you. I mean, we're talking about Kendrick's discography and obviously how legendary it is. If you had to kind of slate where this one would be, I know, I know that it's like early. I would say it's better than Damn, but not as good as Good Kid, Mad City or To Pimp a Butterfly. But for me, better than Damn, bro. I think so. I mean, I think maybe not right now, but I think it will grow to be better than damn i think more people will end up enjoying this album i i feel like it's got more of a conceptual like i don't know what about you I, i'm just i know it's early i'm, kind of spitballing I'm pretty here, sure in a year this might change for some of us yeah yeah uh it, it's it's I, I mean like i said bro this this is like lower on the tier list for me it's just i mean i think you mentioned damn i mean at least damn has hits at least damn has stuff you can go back and listen to if I had to pick mm. the hits off this album, or what I can, it's not, it's not a guaranteed hit on this, like how the other albums are, but if I had to pick like the most replay value songs, which ones I prefer to other Kendrick albums, mm-hmm. I think this has the best ones not named Good Kid Mad City. In my opinion, I prefer like I N95, Father Time, 
the Summer Walker song. Like, if I pick those three over Humble DNA and Loyalty, give me these three over Humble you, DNA. This man's crazy, bro. Yeah, that's that, one of the craziest I've ever heard. That's kind of crazy. Hell no. I hate no. Humble so much. No. I don't like Loyalty. What about Element? Oh, oh, that's, that's a great what I'm saying. What are you talking too? about, bro? <laughs> but DNA, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like DNA. Loyalty? Don't like loyalty that okay, much. Okay, but that. hold on. So th- I think another big problem with that is the reason why you might not like those songs is because they were overplayed as fuck on the radio. Probably. That's and true. Probably th- like, especially with DNA. I, I and, and that's kind of why I'm, I'm choosing this one because I know a lot of these songs aren't going to go big. Um, on you know the pop radio stations rap everywhere caviar. like uh, rap ca- <laughs> rap caviar like these are songs that are gonna fall into place as part of an album mm-hmm. and people are gonna have to go back and listen to it all and I think but, all, while the tracks might not be better see because I I'm with you bro I think DNA loyalty all these songs are better than what but bro it's, it's not even just because I don't want to y'all, y'all don't get me wrong right which it's not even which, just which, let me let me finish. Not even just the hits, it's the fact that the content is better. He's more socially intelligent on these other albums. That's fair. This is the weakest we've seen him from a conscious standpoint. And so I'm already listening, I can't really draw that much from the content. And I'm okay, there's something bumping the whip? No. So we're, and like, okay, people are gonna go back and listen to it. Are people really gonna go back and listen to a double disc of, of mid? For real? Because I don't think so. At least with damn, I can go back, okay. I'm going along through the track. I'm in the the track list, and I'm enjoying some of the tracks that go along. But you know, I mean, because to, to me, to Pimp a Butterfly doesn't have those like as what? many just thumping hit songs. It got, but the content it? is there. It's perfect. And it's one of the yeah. best albums of all time. That's fair. I mean, I'm a dark horse. I already I don't like to be Butterfly that much. <sighs> It's not. It's not for me. I it's not worth it's debating. Not, it's not, it's <laughs> this is not for another episode. It's not worth debating. This. I'm not debating it. It's not for me. I'll put it like that. Like it's not for me. So the way for me this stands up, it doesn't. It's not as good as Mad. You can Mad City. It's not. It's not good. Absolutely no. For not right close. now, I don't like this more than Damn. But in a year, ask me. Like I hated. See, that's kind of where I'm at. Hated Damn the first week it came out. I. I didn't like it as much as other projects. To me, it's, it's then, third. But, but then so. age, like like songs like Yeah, God, Pride, I love now. Fear, mm-hmm. Lust, like I love it. Some Triple be- X. Yeah. Triple X was the only song that I heard. That I was like, oh, this this goes. Mm-hmm. Like, this goes. So I, I couldn't tell you. Like I might like Crown. I might like Worldwide Steppers in a year way more than I like it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I might hate N95 in a year from now. Like, <laughs> I like the beats, man. This is the thing. I like some of these beats. I like some of the cadences. Some of the cadences, you get me right. But the content is not that. The The biggest comparison I can make is uh, 444. I feel like this was Kendrick's 444 done in a less, ex- way less executed way. Huh. And way more concise, way more executed. Like, Ooh, I, that might be the best example we've mentioned of, today. Yeah. Of like what it is. Oh, I, I like that. And he did that. Too. Jay-Z did that better. And, and shout out to my friend David, bro, if he watches this. He, he's the one that kind of put me onto a few takes. Like, I felt like he went through the motions. I, I felt like he went through the motions on this album. It's like you in practice and you hooping, but you, well, Ben Simmons showing up with sweatpants and a phone in your pocket. <laughs> it's like, we know you got the ability, but dunk the ball, bro. Yeah. I, I, that's how I feel. I, and I feel, I, I do think this is kind of going off the ledges a little bit. I did mention this earlier. I mean, I go off the ledge all the time. So <laughs> I kind of feel like Kendrick, in a sense, is like I can give you like 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 an aging superstar in basketball. I can give you like if I want to go to the rim and go get a bucket, I can get it. 
if I want to give you the hard part five, if I want to give you mother I sober, if I want to give you some uh, the verse on family ties, I can give it to you. I'm one of the best. Period. That family tie verse is that good? It's it's it, it's got, not as great as I've heard he, other he, things, he but it's still pretty good. He yeah. Okay, That's relax. But again, <laughs> but on a on a full <laughs> album, he's not living up to his previous work. I just, and I feel like it's slowly like I can't give you as much carries, bro, because your average is kind of dwindling. That's fair. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where Kendrick goes from here because I mean, he took a five year break from that. Mm-hmm. We hear that he's starting to get into other stuff um, like movies. We said we heard that he's working with the South Park creators, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, on a new TV show the slash plot movie. Sound kind of janky on that. It kind of does yeah. too. But I mean, I'm interested to see that. where he goes with everything from here and. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll kind of have to let time do the uh, do do the, do its job, and we'll maybe we'll revisit it in like a year and come back and see how how, how we uh, how this album has grown on us. This but, album probably would have sound better. I think from you, from a content point of view, I feel like this would have sound better for you if it came out last year without COVID. Even like two years ago, I feel like I don't know if I wanted to hear this to be honest. Because I mean, if if he gave okay, bro, this is the thing. I think it would have sounded worse. Because in the heat of 2020 COVID and COVID and, and police brutality and all these things. And right after and the no-name J. Cole. And the no-name J. Cole. Mm-hmm. And we're here in these bars and this lack of just social awareness at times. I would have been a lot more upset. So, I, I don't know, man. This is the thing. I will say this for disclaimer. Again, Kendrick Lamar is one of my favorite artists of all time. He has one of the best hip-hop catalogs, period. And I, I own merch. I dressed up as my man's today. <laughs> so... It's just, this project is just not hidden for me. That's, that's where it all comes down and to. And that's okay, yeah. too. And that's I mean, okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can be a fan of someone and not think, like, what they just put out is perfect. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think, Sean C said it, like, I saw his video on it, too, and, like, he did a tweet, and he was, like, um, he was referring to it, he's like, this, for me, would have came off way better, less as a musical album, and it more as a book. Like, if he came out with the content like this as a book, rather than, like, a music album, I probably would have received this a lot better. And it probably would have went along a lot better, just in general. And I feel but like I, that would have given Kendrick an uh, like an opportunity, because you know when you're writing songs, you know you've got kind of, you know the format, and you have to, you know, kind of adjust to condense everything. Mm-hmm. If he were to write a book about basically like what you're saying, it would allow him to go into more of these nuances and explain his stance on these yeah, things. I agree. You, I agree. You're, you were talking about mm-hmm. how like, we just feel like he he hasn't taken a firm stance on anything. Mm-hmm. He kind of has to for this album to really grow into what I think he wanted it to be. Yeah, but I mean, you brought up the point. I think I think it's a great point. I mean, then we see the 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 rollout was the picture of the book. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's holding the. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm glad that Kendrick Lamar went to therapy. I'm glad that he's making that making a mainstream album about going to therapy, especially for black men. I think that's in, incredibly you. important. Uh, I just don't think it's the best executed project he's done. Hey, That's hey, all I got. That is a fair critique. Yeah. That is a fair critique. Yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, so and I'm glad he finally admitted it. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk brother. about that. He but... a... oh, brother. Brother. Oh, brother. All right. Well, now I, I kind of want to stir the pot a little bit more. Let's get into... We've been talking about Kendrick, and obviously we've heard the names Kanye West, Drake, J. Cole come up a lot. Mm-hmm. All of these guys have dropped an album in the last year or two, so mm-hmm. let's rank them. Let's rank them. Actually, actually, let's just do one's gotta go. The off season, 
Certified Lover Boy, Donda, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Which one, if you had to get rid of one for the rest of your life, which so, one? Which four? Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, The Off Season, Certified Lover Boy, and Donda. COB. COB is not close. Yeah, COB. See, for me, I would say CLB too, but stand on your ten toes. Like <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Stand on your ten toes. For me, I also have to put Donda in that conversation because I think it's a mid album too. I, 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 if I had to rank those four, I think Donda is closer to. All right, so w- which y'all's four? Which y'all's four? If you had to rank it, I guess go. I know <laughs> that's we tough are, though. I mean, I, like, I, I, I'll, I'll start with y'all. Right, I think this is probably the best one. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. It's either that or Donda for me are the two best ones. The off-season, three for me, because I feel like this content-wise, like I, my biggest critique with J. Cole has always been he needs more braggadocious rap. Mm-hmm. He needs more claim, like I'm the best, and he needs to step step away from producing and I think focus more on rapping, and I think that's where he excels the most, and I think this was a step in that direction. And then COB clearly was the last one for me. Uh, for me, I mean, this, this is the thing. I, I've in, in our private conversations, like I've I've criticized J Cole quite a bit because um, Forest Hills Drive is one of my favorite albums in hip hop. Period, and I just don't feel like he let he, he lived up to that in his his following works. Um, I feel like the off season was a return back to that you know high quality rapping from him. Um, so I put that one because that's something I I will listen to. I will st- I, I actually I, I own the vinyl. Yeah, I, me it, too. Was gifted, it was gifted <laughs> to me. Um, shout out to shout out to my parents. <laughs> hey. But um, but yeah, I mean, like I probably put J Cole first. Um, I'll put Kendrick second because there's stuff I, I want to return to on this album. Um, third, this is the thing. I mean, Donda is just such a bloated project that I just do not care to listen to. That's my problem with it. Um, I do feel like Drake has some tracks on CLB that I'll return to, especially the ones where he's going at Yay. So I'll probably put that one third and Donna fourth. So it's just, it's, it's just not for me, the yeah. Donna. I person. mean, I, I'm with you in agreement. Because the thing is, this is the way I explained it in our group chat when we were talking about it, is I think Donda has higher highs than Certified Lover Boy, but that's about it. Like besides Moon, besides Jail, besides Off the Grid, that was kind of where Donda ended for me. I'll return to those songs, but like you said, it's just so bloated. I don't go back and re-listen to that album yeah. all the time. A certified lover boy there were more songs that i enjoyed and they might not be as good as anything that was on donda but there's just stuff that i can play in the car i can play with people i'm around and they'll mm-hmm. kind of vibe with it so if i had to rank them i'll go the off season mr morale and the big steppers <sighs> from a quality standpoint donda's better than certified lover boy mm-hmm. and i'll say certified lover boy is the worst when, when you, but, when, but when, i'll say if i had to let one go I, i'll say donda my whole thing is like, with a lot of it has to do with moments too. Like Gage spoke a little bit about it. Sylvie just didn't have any moments. The off season lacked moments for me. Like the off season, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Like it didn't. Like it's moments. Like yeah, we had that end. Uh, we had ninety five South, but like, and we had the baby verse and the twenty one Savage verse mm-hmm. too. On yeah, my life and how, but like, there's a lot of forgettable songs on on the off season that are good yeah, quality right. songs. But there's a lot of forgettable songs. If you want to say Donda has forgettable songs. I am so with you. I think that Pop Smoke song, he could have been left that as a reference track. Like he could have, he could have been left the Yachty song. He could have been left. I think the Dirk song is great. He could have left. Like I'm with you. It's bloated. But I mm. just think like, I guess more for me is like I take into consideration like 
I guess, rollouts, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, if you think of Donda, the stadiums, the mm-hmm. tours, everything like that, that just elevated it for me. Mm-hmm. And especially because like, when it came out, nothing sounded like it. No, yeah. no, no. And uh, I mentioned in the group chat, too, uh, I mean, Kanye, as much as you know, we might not like Donda or because of how bloated it is, but Kanye is changing the way that we consume music because he made... To listen to Donda 2, he made people buy a stem player, a $200 MP3 player, which I own, uh, by the way. Oh, my God. She fleece you, bro. And to be fair, though, that Donda stem player is so fucking I have it right now. Dude. It's, so, it's so cool. After, after, I'll, I'll, after, I'll, after, I'll camera. Okay, right. Okay, I will say this, though. I, I might flip-flop. I did say, okay, I did get rid of CLB, but I put CLB ahead of Donda just because I feel like you can, it's a more listenable project. That's yeah. why I, I ranked it there. But honestly, bro, they just... I mean, I, I do think Donda has more high-quality production. So I think I'll, I'll, I'll do a little switch. I'll put, I'll put Donda back to three, and I'll put it CLB at four. Okay. So yeah, they, I, you convinced me, man. Hey, way to go, man. We are <laughs> Actually, y'all both convinced me. I get what y'all mean about like CLB and the re- replay value. I get it. My whole thing was like, with songs that like... Way too sexy. I have to own up to my mistake. CB hated that song. I, 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 I hate I was here on this podcast saying this song wouldn't last two weeks on the radio. Yeah. And I was so goddamn wrong. It lasted like three months. <laughs> I and told I, you it was going to last forever. I, my, that's my whole thing with CLB. It's just, I wish he would have leaned into the more... Like I'm a lover boy type of asset. Yes. I wish what is the arm? Oh, what uh, is the arm? Pipe down is incredible. Pipe down. My, pipe my, down my, is issue with, my issue with pipe down. The one with Ty Dolla Sign too, bro. And, uh, uh, better. What was it? Uh, what uh, was it? But I get along you, better. Get along better. I told you that the, the day the album came out, I said get along. But if he had three more of those, then you guys, then I, I probably would pick CLB. My issue was songs like. No friends in the industry, bro. He has seven of those songs. Energy, yeah. Energy, Energy sounds like Free Smoke. Mm-hmm. He has so many of those songs. Yeah. And, uh, then, and then when you see everything after the Kanye, like after the Kanye beef, kind of they squash it. Yeah, yeah. That song yeah. ages bad. Like Bridal, I mean, what is it? Uh, Seven PM on Bridal. It ages yeah. bad, dog. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. what is the song? The Dirk and the Gideon, Gideon song is amazing. Yeah, I like that one too. Uh, that song is terrible. I, really, I felt the baby song. That song is terrible. What are well, you talking about? Okay, okay. So is it the girls? Uh, girls? No, no, no. Uh, no, that's in the baby. Bible. That's baby. That song's terrible the, too. Girls in the Bible. In the Bible. I, in, the Bible. in the Bible. Both of those tracks are terrible. Okay, so I didn't like in the Bible as much as any of the other song, uh, any of the other songs. But you know how much I love Giveon. So yeah, no, I really cool. like that like Giveon. That Giveon outro for that song was really nice. That's probably one of the only reasons and I, I revisit I just that feel song. Like with, with, and with pipe down and. Um, what is it? Poppy's home and the champagne. Poppy's home is terrible too. Poppy's home is terrible. I've told you and Jason this so many times. Yeah, I like that song. It's my, a guilty my pleasure. Holiday, pipe down and, and a champagne poetry. You feel like the potential of a tr- classic Drake song, a classic, and I feel like, bro, Gibbs had a better verse on his remix. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And can you duck the smoke? Yes. But go ahead, continue. J Cole had a better verse on uh. What's it called? Oh, uh, um, um, you pipe down. Cole and, 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 and Drake are super. What does he say? Kendrick and Drake are superstars to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about I, all that. I, mean. I, thought, I don't know about I think Cole had a way better verse than that. That's my whole issue. Plus, I'm like, I, I talked about this on our review. It's like, 
I'm tired of hearing Drake and Future, dog. On the Drake album. On a Drake yeah, album. Not on a Future album. On a Drake album. He didn't sound good on the Future album either. You're tripping. He was going through the motions on that. Way too better. He was sounding nuts. I don't know about that. What was it? I'm only one, right? I thought he, he killed that verse. I gotta re-listen to it, but yeah. I was not. I mean, my, my thing with the, the baby track and the uh, the dark track was like, why not put Once and Needs and Laugh Now, Cry Later in place of those tracks? Because they're far superior tracks. That's fair. That's fair. And that's why for me, like, I'm not even listening to CLB like y'all listen to CLB. I'll be making playlists. I put those songs on there. <laughs> I got rid of the things I don't like, like a trail mix. And, it, and I listen to it like that. I'm like, okay, I, it, it, it sounds bad. I forget that it sounds the way. It's, See, that's, <laughs> why, that's, that's you know my saying? critique with Donna. Oh, not with Donna, but CLB is like, we're telling, like, one of our buddies, he, he's like, well, if you listen to more, if you like, uh, like, if you listen to more songs on CLB, how are you saying that's even, like, how are you not saying that's better than Donna? And my critique is like, bro, yes, they might sound better like in a playlist among other songs, but mm-hmm. when you put it as like the 17, 18 tracks that it is, you're like, damn, you start to think like, he really like, that's how people see it. He funded it. It's not a good album. Not get me wrong. This is a, this is one of the worst albums he's ever put out. This bottom is a terrible three, album. Bottom three for sure. Bottom Absolutely. Three for sure. Yeah. It's something, you know, it's, but I don't feel like that way with, with Don and off season and, and, you might feel like this with Mr. Morale, but I don't feel like with Don did the offseason. Offseason is my favorite J. Cole project. It's it's not as good as uh, what is it, 2014. 2014. Yeah, but no, I no. like this more. Donda is his best album since... Careful like, where you go with this. It, it depends how you feel. <laughs> it depends how you feel about Pablo. Because Kanye's I like Pablo. Pablo. I love Pablo. I like Pablo, too. And, 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 then his best album since Pablo. I don't think it's saying anything though. That's the thing, like Kanye's been so off his game, like it's what is that even saying? And and the thing is, like, I think you could definitely say that if it was more condensed and all if those songs more, that were stood that stood out if were if it's more condensed than we talk it's a different discussion in my opinion. He he might have a case of that top that top three, top four. If yeah. it's if it's his, if Kanye had done as a sixteen track album, come to life. My whole thing with like uh Kanye is he has with 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 these high rappers level of rappers if their new album comes out and you don't have at least two or three songs that have a case to be in their top 10 top 15 then you just wasted my time let me put a disclaimer out there as well I don't even be listening to Kanye no more bro (laughs) I don't want to hear about the antics I don't want to listen to none of these projects post Pablo I don't listen to none of this none of it I'm good I am good this is like you've been I know this, is your, I know this is your man, bro. I'm a this man been talking about him the whole time. I'm a but I'm good, bro. The Denzel Curry album, the Pusha T album. That's 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 bumping in my whip right now. That that is on my playlist right now. That's what I'm listening to. I'm not listening to this new, you know. He was. I'm I'm good, bro. I'm good on all. So would you feel? So then, like now that we've kind of like this, this might be the last go around we get with those four rappers, where they all yeah. Would you say you're disappointed in all their last efforts? Hey, that, that's yeah. what it's like. <laughs> I don't know. I guess oh, so. Man. I guess so. Because I know Cole probably has one. He, I think Cole's still going. But Cole, still Cole going. says he has the mixtape. What was it? Uh, it's a boy left, and then he has the fall off. It's going to be the last one. Mm-hmm. Kanye, we don't know. What the, Who knows? What the I don't care to hear what, what comes next. I don't. Drake. I don't care to hear what comes next. I, I, think, I think Kendrick probably has one more after this, and he's done. He might be done after this one. My whole thing with PG Lang, I think he'll have an album on PG Lang, but like, like I said, this is the last on TDD. TD, like, I don't think this is his like finale though. I think like 
he'll release another album, but it might not be anytime soon. He might take another break and I mean, focus on, you know, making PG Lang what yeah. he, what he wants it to become before he says, "All right, let me." That is the good album. question, though. What do y'all expect from Kendrick in the future? Because the 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 level of stuff he's talking about, the deepness on this album to him internally, right? It doesn't feel like he's coming back anytime soon. But yeah. at the same time, it's like. If he did move on, if he did come to a more peaceful place in his heart with all the things going on, and he's got the PG lane going, will he be more... Why, would, know, he, why would he... Why would he disappear again? You know what I mean? Well, because we kind of so. saw the thing with J. Cole, too. Because, I mean, J. Cole was kind of like, I don't want to be on features. I don't want to be... Like, you have to be that kind of guy to get me featured on a song, too. And then something switched with him, and he was like, nah, now we're going to start doing the Dreamville mixtapes, and I'm going to really start focusing. And the new one's incredible. By the way. The new one's yeah, great. Very good. Did you guys? You great album. Um, but, I mean, we could see that kind of metamorphosis from Kendrick of, like, helping and kind of staying more in the public eye. Maybe not in the same way that, like, a Drake would, but more of, like, a J. Cole. Like, kind of behind the scenes, helping his label and helping his artists grow and then kind of doing his own things on the side. I want to see that. I want to see him. I want to see Kendrick, because I think Kendrick is a, is a good gatekeeper for, for the future, you know? Yeah. I, I would love to see him just fostering the new generation. I used to kind of see him going in more, like, as far as, like, um, being a, not an executive, but I'm going to say executive because I can't find a better word right now. I think he's going to go into the more the Drake executive model of TV shows and entertainment. Yeah. But more Top TV boy shows. Euphoria. Top Boy, Euphoria. Even though Drake did have OVO and OVO is what it is. OVO's a joke. But now it's watch, a joke. Watch now, Top Boy. Top Boy's incredible. Top Boy is yes. incredible. It's way better than Power. I've been telling y'all for so long. Power is so goddamn trash. But it's, Wait, you had to bring up Power, bro. Now, now Jason's going to... Get your, bin, your, your bingo yeah, cards right. <laughs> Honestly, we should, bro. Just like every time he mentions Travis, exit out. Every time he's... Great Kanye. Every time he mentions Power, all that. You can get bingo. Every... Luca, you're going to... Oh, love it. There you go. That's another X. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like he's going to go in that like entertainment lane more so than the music yeah, lane. Yeah. That's, how, that's, that's what it looks like. I mean, but... Because, he, yeah, he's going to have PG Lang. Because PG Lang, what is it? Tana Leone, King, Baby Georgia King. Smith, Brent Fias, which is solid. Solid starting four to start out with. Oh, I know how you feel about Brent, though, right? You're not super high on Brent. Oh, man, why got to put that on live? <laughs> I know, but like the, the thing is, I, me and Ethan are big like, Brent This is my take on Brent Fias. Brent Fias is just inconsistent for me. That's fair. There's just tracks. I'm just... like He'll go from, like... You see money all around. Yeah. One of the best records of the last decade, Agreed. easily. And all the different Kodak records I like. Too, by the way. Kodak's, Kodak's not on that record. Yes, he is. No, he's not. On the, maybe on one of the maybe remixes. Maybe on a remix, yeah. but it's like Sly, Glizzy, or whatever. Sly, Glizzy, and yeah. Goldlink, and yeah, Red Gold Fire, and that's yeah. it. But, I but anyway, that's an incredible track. <laughs> yes. I, I think Brent Fires has a lot of talent, man. I really do like some of his tracks, but... There's some stuff that's just like I'm taking some Michael. Oh, the the record he did with Drake. Y'all remember oh, that wasting one? time. Wasting that time one is incredible. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say the Oh, I know. I thought you were about to say No, I, I love that record. That record's amazing. Bro, yeah, it was a Ferrari. It's the Neptune's thank record. You. Yes. Yeah. Incredible I record. I was like, nailed it. I love that record. I love I, okay, I, I need to go back and listen to it. You have to break my heart for a second. No, no, that's incredible. How would I hate that? It's incredible. 
Hey, they both bought it. I think, I think Brook Fire is low key kind of, kind of, you know, washed Drake a little bit. But. No, I think that was when it Drake versus it. No, no man, I don't know. I'm kind of a CB minutes. here, bro. I think Brent sliding. I, I, I think Brent went hard. <laughs> I think Brent went crazy on that that record, bro. Hey, well, and, and Drake did well. I just think that Brent Fire is kind of outshined him a little he bit. He killed the he killed yeah. the Tyler record on the Tyler album. Yeah, he killed Gravity. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people it was mixed. I love Gravity. Gravity. That's a great song. But, but yeah, I mean. We're we're looking pretty good on time. Um, I feel like we covered a lot already, but music just in general. Yeah, yeah. and just music. But uh, you know, CB. First off, we want to thank you again for coming on the I show, man. We really appreciate y'all. Guy. Long time coming, man. Long and time coming. now we got music out the way. I think. Well, I, I think we should kind of. Should we talk about Freddie Gibbs getting beat up again? Uh, <sighs> hey, shout out to DJ Drama though, because you know he's on a hot streak. We yeah. mentioned the, the the J Cole Dreamville stuff. He did the Tyler album. Just wanted to give him a shout. Out. Yeah, no, DJ Drama. I feel like the Jack Carlo stuff was a miss, but that's just me. Yeah, that's a miss. That was, that was his biggest miss. But CB for our for our friends of the show uh, who are watching every week, we like to do a segment with our interviewees called PSA, mm-hmm. and this is your time to get. Anything off your chest. It could be a sports take, a music take. It could be a take on life. It could be a take on society. Whatever you want. Just tell our viewers and let them know. Um, We've had people say, Ethan said one time that he wants to get rid of airports. Uh, we had Brock Sturgis <laughs> here saying that, uh, you know, peace and love is kind of just like a basic message. But yeah. w- whatever you want, man. It could be. Uh, I mean, it's tough because I gave a lot of shout outs throughout the, the, the production here. But um, drink more water. Drink a lot of water every day. Uh, I voted like two days ago, so make sure y'all utilize y'all's vote. Get registered. There's a lot of important elections coming up. A lot of craziness in the world. I know voting is not the only way to be conscious and be political and use your voice, but it is one of those fundamental rights that you do have. So always, in, in, in my opinion, I always try to utilize it. Utilize it as a tool. It's not, you know, you're not picking your favorite person. You're picking whatever <laughs> most agrees with your opinions and what's best for community and people. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and hopefully y'all center y'all's feelings and things on the everyday person because we're seeing lots of crazy of inflation, um, rest in peace to those who lost their lives and, and some of the tragedies that we've seen. Yeah. Um, you hear that Joe Biden? Nah, yeah, oh. no, Joe, yeah, yeah, man. Um, but, uh, no, I, do, I do think that was, I blame everything on Joe Biden. It's so much, like, I never understood, like, why people used to do that. Like, I guess because we were younger, they used to blame mm-hmm. random stuff on Obama mm-hmm. or random stuff on Trump. I get it now. It's so much fun to blame random stuff on random people. <laughs> like, it has nothing to do with him. <laughs> like, bro, this this new Jack Harlow album was shit. Thanks a lot, Joe Biden. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, you know, regardless of what it, where you lay politically or consciously, whatever, you know, again, hopefully y'all, you center people and in, in the things that you care about and all those things, but just make your voice heard. Be, be involved. Hug your mom. Uh, you know, hug your dad, too, if you, you know. Um, and yeah, man, be better communicators. You know, try to meditate. Hey, try to, try you to know, meditate. Go outside. Go outside. Yeah. Go outside. Get out the house if you can. Get out the crib if you can. Go outside. Go, go experience nature. Um, oh, see a therapist if you can. Get counseling. I mean, we were talking about this album. You know, work through some of your demons. Work through some of the things that you're, that you're going through life. Um, and yeah, shout to shout to all black people. How about that? All the black people in the diaspora. Shout out to you. Even though I don't. <laughs> what? I can't say that. Thanks for watching. We really appreciate y'all <laughs> tuning in for this episode of our recording. And uh, CB, thank you again, man. We really appreciate you joining the show. And uh, 
Support black businesses. Yeah, support black yeah. businesses. <laughs> Regardless of what you think. So it's a man's troll. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a G.I. Jane joke. It's a G.I. Jane joke. Okay, one last thing. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I know you're running, running out of time, but how are y'all going to say it's on site? How are y'all going to say, if I got to stop her, I'm going to yeah, make it look yeah, sexy. Yeah. And then y'all freaking out over the slap. That's just me. Some of y'all not living the life that y'all be listening to. Hey. Y'all be listening to the young boy and all them, and then y'all, y'all you know, getting feelings when we see it in real life. Hey, bad. That's bad. all I got to say. If you just stopped taking drugs years ago and y'all still listen, <laughs> I, I digress. <laughs> Again, thank y'all for watching. We really appreciate it. If you guys like this episode, make sure to subscribe and like, do all that cool stuff. Follow us on Twitter and all Give us a rating stuff. on Spotify and Apple Music, too. We need yeah. to get those, if you want to see us get paid, we need those numbers, though. Come on, man. And then normally we would link our... Uh, people in the socials but ZB yeah yeah. if you want Chris to come back on the podcast comment yeah, that's, no, that's, that's, that's what we'll do that's, that's how, that's how you get me in there that's what we'll don't, do don't contact please, yeah. please edit that in <laughs> please get rid of it we got you we're gonna do a long ass bleep when you do the email <laughs> yeah we're like okay you can contact CB at <laughs> but y'all gotta do because they got the, the lip readers too bro oh yeah that's y'all gonna right. have to just right, oh we, we might yeah we'll, we'll figure how it out you can redo it yeah the whole episode have we been recording are we recording recording? 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 (laughs) alright guys well thank y'all for watching it's been the young Rottweiler Ethan Hamilton and Gay Sutton 007 thank y'all for watching and we'll see y'all next week peace